ಅಥೈಕವಿಂಶಸರ್ಗಸ್ಪತಿಷ್ಟಾಶನಾ ಭಕ್ತಾಶ್ಚೈವಾಣುರಕ್ತಾಶ್ಚಿತಾಶ್ಚಮಿತ್ಯಶಿತೌಷ್ಟಮಾಮೈವಂ ೈಕ್ಲವ್ಯಂತ್ಯಜ್ಯತಾಮಿತಿಮೃಜ್ಜನಯನೇಸ್ರೇಖರಂಭ್ರಾತರಮ್ರವೀತ್ಸ್
Canto 21 Shurpanakha again goes to Khara. Seeing Shurpanakha, who had come to bring disaster to her brother's family, in her wake, fallen again, Khara spoke to her once more in anger in the following clear words. Those brave flesh-eating ogres have just now been dispatched by me to oblige you. Why are you crying again? They are devoted to me, attached to me, and are ever friendly to me. They cannot be killed even though being attacked, nor is it possible that they will fail to do my bidding. What is the reason, on account of which, you are tossing about on the ground like a serpent again, crying, O Lord, I wish to hear this. With me standing as your protector, why on earth should you wail like a fallen creature? Get up, rise. Don't, don't behave like this. Cease to be unnerved. Feeling comforted in every way when spoken to in these words by Khara and rubbing her tearful eyes, the ogress, who was hard to placate, replied as follows to her brother Khara. I called on you a little while ago with my ears and nose lopped off, drenched in a stream of blood and was fully consoled by you. In order to make short work of the terrible Rama, a sign of Raghu, with Lakshmana, his younger brother, and thereby to please me, those fourteen valiant ogres were dispatched by you. Though full of indignation and armed with darts and patishas, they were all, however, killed in battle by Rama, with arrows piercing the vital parts. Ever since I saw those ogres of great impetuosity fallen in an instant and witnessing the extraordinary exploit of Rama, a great fear has seized me. Dismayed, highly perturbed and dejected, and seeing fear on all sides, O night stalker, I have sought you as my protector once more. Why do you not rescue me, drowned as I am in a vast ocean of grief, infested with a crocodile of dejection, and rough with billows of terror. And those flesh-eating ogres who followed me are lying on the ground, killed by Rama with exceptionally sharp arrows. If you have compassion for me, and if you have mercy for those ogres, nay, if you have power or prowess to contend with Rama, O prowler of the night, make short work of that thorn in the side of the ogres who has taken up his abode in the Dandaka forest. If, however, you do not kill Rama, the slayer of his foes, today I shall give up my life, already divested as I am of my honour in the shape of my mutilated nose and ears. I can vividly see with the eye of my intuition that, even though followed by your army on the battlefield, you cannot stand in front of Rama in a major combat. Even though you account yourself to be brave, you are not really valiant. You have falsely assumed that you are brave. Kill the two princes in a combat or get away quickly with your kinsmen from Janasthana, O fool. If, on the other hand, O disgrace of your race, you cannot really dispose of those two human beings, Rama and Lakshmana, how shameful indeed is your residence in this forest, lacking in strength and scanty of valour as you are. Humbled by his energy, you will surely perish in no time. Richly endowed with energy is the aforesaid Rama, son of Dasharatha, as also his brother, possessed of extraordinary prowess, by whom I stand mutilated. Wailing in many ways as above, the ogress of sunken belly, 
fell unconscious beside her brother, stricken with grief, so the tradition goes, and, beating her belly with her hands, highly afflicted as she was, burst into tears. Thus ends Canto 21 in the Aranyakanda of the glorious Ramayana of Valmiki, the work of a Rishi and the oldest epic.